Welcome to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast, a podcast produced with students at UMMC. My name is Tim Chen, and I'm a former graduate of the UMC Medical School. Currently, I'm a family physician practicing in Mississippi. The goal of our podcast is to help our students and their families grow closer with the Lord and stronger in their faith and walk with God. With the rigors of school, it can be difficult to spend time with the Lord as well as fellowship with other believers. We hope that this podcast uplifts you during this challenging time and encourages you in your journey with God. Well, welcome back to our last episode on the Book of Galatians. This is Christians at UMMC. And again, today I have Christian with me. Christian is so kind to give me some of his time while he is busy preparing his presentation for school. Christian, how was your week? This week was kind of uh, up and down, but, you know, I, I'm, I was able to find a Lord here and there throughout. So uh, let's call it a win. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, Christian, that is essentially what we are going to be wrapping up today with this matter of contacting God in multiple different situations. Well, Christian, today we are finishing in Galatians chapter 6. And so essentially Paul has said his piece and now he is concluding his final thoughts to the church in Galatia. But before I get there, Christian, do you mind just summarizing real quick essentially what has gone on so far so our listeners who haven't been listening the whole time can pick up where we're going today sure um i've enjoyed getting into galatians uh, the past couple weeks and i think we've seen that in galatians paul's writing this letter to the galatian believers he's really fighting fighting for them um what is he fighting uh, about he's fighting uh, that they wouldn't be distracted from Christ. And in Galatians, they've been distracted from Christ, not necessarily by something bad, but by uh, something most people think is good is the law or uh, even what you might call religion, which is just doing this and that because we think that's what God wants. So in Galatians 1, Paul um, gives his own story um, about how it pleased God to reveal that his son was in him. And to Paul, that changed everything from living according to the law to living by a living person within him. So that by the time uh, he got to Galatians 2, he could say, it's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And from there, in chapters 3, 4, and 5, Paul goes on to show that there's two kinds of ways we can live. We can live according to the law, uh, or we can live according to Christ. And practically, that, that is living according to our flesh or living according to our spirit. Um, we can live trying to fulfill the law, struggling in our flesh, uh, which will not, which is not pleasant. Um, or we can live by the freedom in Christ, in our spirit, learning to take Christ as our source, learning to rely on this living person in our spirit 
And as we walk by the Spirit in Galatians 5, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So that brings us now to chapter 6 and uh, Paul's concluding remarks. Amen. And again, Christian, I want to reemphasize what you're talking about here. The book of Galatians is not about sin or the world, per se. It's not about doing evil things. But what it is talking about is this matter of trying to fulfill God's law apart from Christ. Or another way to put it is now that you are saved and have freedom in Christ, you don't want to go backwards and go right back into the law again. And Paul summarizes it and concludes it with this matter of the flesh and the spirit. And again, last episode, we talked about this matter of the flesh, how oftentimes we think of the flesh as something horrible and evil and ugly, and it does have that aspect to it. But other examples of the flesh include Saul, when he followed God to a point, but did not kill Amalek's descendants, in fact, kept the king alive. And because of that sin, he actually lost the kingship. So in Saul's situation, he was trying to please God, but according to his own concept. And essentially, what happened there was he sowed not unto the spirit, but he sowed unto the flesh. And what was reaped was not God's praise. What was reaped was not a stronger kingship, but rather what was reaped was corruption. In fact, Paul actually lost his kingship because of that one big mistake of trying to serve God, but also disobeying at the same time. Well, Christian, today we're going to talk about this matter of the spirit and focus on the spirit, but also this matter of sowing. So Christian, do you have Galatians 6, 7 through 8? Yes. This is Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For he who sows unto his own flesh will reap of the flesh. But he who sows unto the Spirit will of the Spirit reap eternal life. Well, Christian, most of our Christian brothers and sisters are not um, understand this matter of sowing. In fact, this term sowing was frequently used by the Lord when he talked about the word of God and how he was a sower, sowing the seed into the hearts of men. But here, Paul is also using that same picture, but maybe more practically applied to us. So Christian, real quick, let's start with this matter of what is sowing, and then we want to conclude with what is sowing unto the Spirit. Yeah, so sowing, um, S-O-W here, is uh, it's, it's planting seeds, right? That's uh, what farmers used to do, or they still do. It's planting seeds in the ground, and uh, like you mentioned in the, in the Gospels, there's quite a few stories about the Lord uh, sowing the word uh, into the believers. Well, um, here Paul's saying we, as believers, we can be sowing unto 
the flesh or unto the spirit. Uh, what does that mean? Well, it's it's sowing. It's from us toward others, really. What we're sowing. Uh, are we sowing? You know, what are we the thing? The things that we're giving other people is it is it with a view to pleasing ourselves, kind of our flesh, or is it with a, a view towards the spirit? The things that we're sowing that we're giving others. Uh, in another way, are we? In other words, are we giving? other people just ourselves or are we giving other people christ um and, and these can have very different results yeah exactly right christian if the believers sorry if our listeners read galatians chapter six from the beginning they will realize that six is actually a very corporate chapter he is talking about how the believers should interact with one another and specifically, I like this matter of what you said, Christian, sowing. In this matter here, and if we read further verses down, there is a way where we are giving people Christ, sowing unto the Spirit. And the other way is we are giving people maybe the law or giving people our opinion. And I like what you said there, Christian. This is actually very practical to us because all day long, we have many interactions with all sorts of people. We have interactions with our wives, interaction with our friends, our coworkers, our children, our spouses, our fiance, Christian, very soon, right? Um, and in these uh, situations, we often just view them as very trivial daily interactions. But in God's eyes, these are all times of sowing. So in these times, we are always giving something to people. And we know oftentimes as parents that it's easy for us to give them our flesh, give our children our flesh, meaning it's easy for us to give our children our expectations for their future. So being Asian, we all know the parents are like, you're going to Harvard, you're going to be a doctor, or you're going to be a lawyer or an engineer. So it's very easy for me to give that same thought to my children, even sometimes above the Lord. And we've heard testimonies of this, where there are brothers and sisters that we know that wanted to go be a missionary in another country, but their parents wanted them to stay and work and have a good job and get married. And oftentimes they would say things like, why do you want to suffer like this when you can just be a good Christian here. And many times I hear the testimony of the brothers and sisters, it would be, it's not a matter of where I am, but it's a matter that the Lord wants to place me somewhere else. And if I don't go, I, I won't obey. Even if I'm a very successful person here, I'm a very successful you know, doctor, or I'm a very successful even preacher or something like that here. But if God wants you somewhere else, that is still sowing unto the flesh. So, so I don't know, Christian, do you want to even develop this a little bit more about this matter of giving people Christ versus giving people our own flesh? I, I was just considering, you know, so what are some ways that we can sow unto the spirit? Um, what are some ways we can give other people Christ? Well, um, first of all, we can't really give what we don't have, right? <laughs> 
So yes, as believers, we have received the Lord. That doesn't change. But are we actively receiving the Lord in a practical, dependent kind of way, right? Um, is, is, there, is there some some fresh bread that we have to give to other people. Uh, I, I was just reminded of um, some verses in, I think, Psalm 45, which, which says that the psalmist says, my tongue uh, is the pen of a ready writer. So ready to, to speak what the, the Lord has composed, what I've composed. Um, you know, I'm not here trying to place more requirements on people, but if we're really enjoying the Lord, we will have things, good things to say about the Lord and really to speak the Lord into other people. And I think, and I've had experiences, you know, the Lord is faithful if we ask. The Lord gives us opportunities, openings for us to speak Christ to those around us. Um, it might be a little bit harder in the workplace nowadays. Um, but, you know, thankfully with our brothers and sisters and, and our friends, that the Lord makes those openings if we're aware and if we've been enjoying the Lord. Uh, and that, that's an opportunity to really sow something of Christ. Um, and, and I just wanted to add, it's, I, I, think, I've, I think I've also experienced some of the, the reaping, you know, um, is very it's very pleasant to see the growth of the Lord and our fellow believers and those around us um, and seeing the Lord progressing in those. And it's a real joy. I, it's just, it's a real joy um, to see the Lord become more real to those around us and to see, see, see those, those around us really start to, to, to enjoy tasting God. So, um, anyway, that, that's all I wanted to mention about sewing. Yeah. Amen. Christian. Uh, it's like you said, sometimes you won't quite know what you're sewing until you see the fruit that comes from it. This is actually a word from the Lord. He said, by the fruit, you will know what kind of source is coming out. Right. And so this is actually our experience. Like you said, the first point is we have to be filled with Christ. We have to have our hands full of Christ as a seed. And through that, we actually have something to sow, something to give to one another. And I like what you said, if we give people our flesh, oftentimes what we reap is just corruption. We reap pride, we reap status, we reap something that is not of God, essentially. But when we reap something of the Spirit, and I'm like you, Christian, I personally have had that own reaction where someone has given me Christ, and that has truly changed my life. And now what's being manifested is not more of myself or my own pride or my own self I don't know, own power, but rather it's actually more Christ being being revealed, more Christ being reaped. And this is a perpetual thing. God, someone gives you Christ, that Christ in you grows. Now that bears fruit, becomes a seed, further seed, and you sow it into one another. And really, 
this organic picture is throughout the entire gospel. This picture is throughout all of Paul's writing. This matter of sowing unto the spirit, we will reap something of eternal value. Something that one day when we stand before the Lord, he will have an enjoyment of that. Well, Christian, let's finish this matter with the very last verse. Do you mind reading it? Because again, I love how Paul concludes this whole book. Amen. Galatians six eighteen, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. Amen. Amen, Christian. Here it is again. I'm going to give you the, the final point here, Christian. What a word. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. He didn't end it with be with you. But he, he was very specific. Be with your spirit, brothers. Any insight you have on this verse? Marlon, this is the, the last thing that, that Paul wants these believers to hear. And we've talked here about grace a few times, but this is worth saying again and again. Grace, what is grace? Grace is not just unmerited favor. Grace is not just uh, something that God gives us, something external, but really we see that grace is God giving himself to us for us to enjoy him. I think that's really key for us to enjoy him, uh, enjoy him, really enjoy him and, and experience him in our spirit. And this is the way, right? By, by enjoying the Lord, by walking in our spirit, walking according to our spirit. Uh, as mentioned before in Galatians 5, we, do, we won't fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Um, and, you know, praise the Lord that we, we as regenerated believers now have such a way to live, right? We have the way to live this normal Christian life not striving in our flesh, trying to fulfill what we think God wants us to do, but enjoying Christ as grace in our spirit. Amen. Yes, Christian, you're exactly right. Paul ends it again, guiding us right back to our spirit. Our spirit is the place where we can enjoy God as grace. And like you said, not just unmerited favor, but really enjoy God as everything to us. And this enjoyment is really experienced, not so much in our mind or not so much experienced uh, in our emotion or willpower, but this is really experienced in our spirit. And so again, today, as Christians living on the earth, our topmost portion, our topmost important thing to do every morning is to get that spirit going, to get that spirit amped up and fired up and ready to receive everything that God is. And this could look like calling on God in the morning. It could look like praying or singing or reading the word. But some kind of transaction is happening every time we meet the Lord. God is depositing more of himself into our heart. And this seed is growing and bearing fruit. So that when we meet our coworkers, or when we talk to our spouse or talk to our children 
or talk to our friends, we're actually giving them something of Christ, not something of ourselves, not something of our opinion or a law or something like that, but we're actually giving them something of Christ. And this Christian truly is what God is looking for. God is looking for true worshipers. This is actually from the book of John 4. God is looking for true worshipers who will worship him in spirit and truthfulness. Well, Christian, again, I appreciate your time. Um, we have finished Galatians, so now we have to decide what we're doing next. Although it's going to be a busy couple of weeks. You've got a wedding coming up. I've got a wedding to work on as well. I mean, I'm not getting married, but I am officiating one. Uh, Christian, any last thoughts? Uh, praise the Lord. We're no longer... Under the curse of the law, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And as ones with a regenerated spirit, let's not go back to the law. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks again, Christian. Amen. I live in you stand firm in the Lord. Church life have we built up in him his bride to be in him steadfast you held me be encouraged by Christ to my see I live if you stand firm in the Lord you live if I Helps me pursue. My progress depends upon you. As I seek Christ with you in view, my heart full of prayers is for you. I live in Separate entities, I need.